0: You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, where I go to fulfill my fantasy. Football desires with expert opinions, advice, and analysis that you can't find anywhere else. Welcome to Week 10, Starts and Sits, and the week 10 is more like a w e a k as in uh there's six teams on a bye so there's really not not as many games to choose from as normal so a lot of people are scrambling on their byes especially with the injuries that are taking place so uh yeah there's there's a lot going on so um let's start out with the chiefs and the Titans. Um, first thing to know is Mahomes is was practicing and he's suited up to uh, be playing, which is great news. Um, he tested that knee all week and it looks like he's good to go. And you can start any Chief now with confidence. I don't care who Mahomes is playing, he uh, he produces and he's going to get you a lot of points. And so you know, usually with an injury, you want to kind of you know hold back and and see. You know, see how they play out. You're a little timid about it. Um, with Mahomes, of course, you're not going to do that at all. I mean, if he's playing, you're playing him. He's one of the – he is actually the top quarterback in the league right now. And uh, he needs to be played. And since he's practicing and he's going to uh, – has all the green lights, you need to be you need to be playing him. Um, Corey Davis has a hip injury. Um, this helps Tajay Sharp a little bit because, I mean, I, I think Corey Davis is going to play. And all signs are pointing to him playing. But uh, it makes me a little bit nervous because this is kind of a lingering thing. And uh, you start to see Sharp be more incorporated in the offense. So, and and Corey Davis, man, for for the talent he has and the target volume that uh, he at least had earlier on, he's just not cutting it right now. So, I I mean, if I had the choice between Corey Davis and Tajay Sharp, I would probably be playing Tajay, Tajay Sharp for just the upside, um, he's, he's making more plays than Corey Davis. Um, but of course, Corey Davis is going to get the volume. So, uh, I, I would actually start AJ Brown. I think he's a great play and I'm not saying not to start Corey Davis because again, there's so many teams on a buy that you could be hurting. You definitely could be hurting and, 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 thinking about, uh, Davis kind of scares you as it scares me. But, uh, again, uh, not that the Chiefs are horrible against the pass, they've actually kind of evened themselves out where they're middle of the road. But uh, with the with Tannehill being at quarterback right now, it really kind of jump started the offense. So, I mean, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, Derrick Henry, he's a great play. Um, the the only worries I have about Derrick Henry is the I don't know how how the game unfolds regards if the Chiefs get a big lead, they're gonna be passing it and, and Derrick Henry's non existent in the passing game. And I mean I don't I can't even remember a, a target that he's got. Well, I do. He's he scored a touchdown on a couple of targets, but uh he, he's not gonna be uh killing teams uh you know receiving the ball so uh if the uh the the flow of the game goes uh with the Titans being behind, like I kind of suspect will happen. It's really going to hurt Derrick Henry and his numbers, but regardless, I I mean, you got to play him because chiefs give up a a lot of yards uh, per carry and they're, uh, you know, with with Derrick Henry's talents, they're primed to get beat on the ground. And uh, again, it's just going to be the game flow. Uh, Delaney's Walker's ankle is still problematic I don't think he plays again. I really like Janu Smith for this, uh, in this matchup. Um, there's there's actually a lot of tight end matchups that, that I really like, but Janu Smith, for sure, I, I like him. And uh, you, you need to be playing Janu Smith at tight end if, if you ended up picking him up, which if you listen to my other podcast, you, you should have picked him up already. He should be on your roster if you're hurting at tight end. <coughs> or a Delaney Walker owner. Because if you have one or the other, uh, you're probably gonna get production week to week, especially again with Tannehill playing quarterback. Um, obviously, Dion Lewis has been a non-factor this year, which was it's kind of surprising. You, you figured he would uh, be, you know, getting a lot more uh, opportunities than he has, and, and that just hasn't been the case. Moving on to the Chiefs, I mean Tyreek Hill, you're playing him. We don't even need to have this discussion, but uh, I, I think he has a decent game. Uh, he has a decent game against everybody, so uh, the, the the ones that you're going to have to really be thinking about is Demarcus Robertson, McCole uh, Hardman, and uh, Sammy Watkins. I, I don't know that Sammy Watkins plays. Um, he, he might, but uh, I'm totally out on Sammy Watkins. I want nothing to do with him this week, even if he does play, and uh, I like I like Hardman. I'm not going to lie. He's one of those guys that uh, even if he's not producing, he's just such a potential for a big play. And, and he's been kind of quiet with these uh, last couple of weeks with more. But now that Mahomes is back, I really think Mahomes likes uh, McCole Hardman's ability to get deep. And so, like anyone likes anyone's ability to get deep in the NFL. <laughs> but uh, McCole Hardman it could be a sneaky play but it's going to be dependent on on those big plays. If if he's able to make them, then you're going to be reaping fantasy football gold. And if not, then uh you're going to be kicking yourself that you started him. But I I think he's a good play this week. He's he's worth the shot. And uh outside of that, I'm not big on anyone else. Robertson not so much. Uh you know, Damian Williams proved that he's the back now in the backfield. He's he's the uh the bell cow. And uh, McCoy has been slowly fading into the distance, kind of like an old cowboy as he's riding off into the sunset. Part of it was his fumbling issues. And uh, Damien Williams, you know, uh, last week with uh, his amazing run, uh, I think he's a safe play too against the Titans. Uh, Even though the Titans are great at stopping the run, the volume that Damian Williams is going to get through the air and on the ground is, is definitely worth a a start. So moving along to the bills versus the Browns, Odell Beckham is practicing fully and you know, I don't think it matters. Uh, Is there any, is there an offense that's any more of a mess than the Browns right now? And it has to do with their line. You know, Baker Mayfield has to just do these little dump offs and, Beckham's a downfield threat, and they just can't get him the ball. And uh, when they try, they're they're not you know they're not connecting. And if you're an Odell Beckham owner this year, you have to be really frustrated because I don't see it getting better at all this year. And uh, I, I definitely think I mean, again with all the buys that are taking place, you might be forced to start him. And the thing with Odell Beckham is that the upside is always there. It just especially this year, hasn't been, uh, you haven't been reaping the benefits of it at all. He hasn't had any games that you're like, wow, I'm so glad I started Odell Beckham. And this is going to be the case this week too. So, I mean, start him if you, you know, you don't have many options, but, uh, be prepared to be disappointed. Jarvis Landry, I like him a little bit better. I'm still not, uh, I'm not high on him. He's He's going to get the volume of of passes, and he's. I'm not worried about the again the the volume. I'm worried more about the uh, the yards per catch he's going to get. I think he's it, I think he's going to get a, a lot of uh, a lot of targets, but just not that many yards, and, and that's really going to hurt his value. Uh, but if you you know you need someone that you're like man, I just need you know six to eight points, and and I'll I'll be good in that spot uh Jarvis Landry might be an okay play for that uh just i I wouldn't expect too much more than that Ricky sills Jones has a bum knee he's not practicing that's uh that's unfortunate, and uh obviously you're gonna stay away from the Browns tight ends, although the tight end position is the bill's kind of kryptonite right now the they're they're giving up some yards at the tight end position they're not the worst by any means but uh, if I had to start someone against the Bills it would be the tight end and with Ricky Seals Jones being hurt I mean there's just no one that I feel comfortable starting right now for the Browns and yeah it doesn't give me much much confidence so if you uh if you're starting you know Baker Mayfield a horrible matchup I, I think he's Either turnover machine in the first place, and the Bills are are pretty good at uh, getting turnovers, and and so I don't see Baker Mayfield having a good day either. So basically, stay away from uh, all the Browns unless you have Nick Chubb, of course. Nick Chubb's a beast, and here's another thing: you know the the, Kareem Hunt is back from suspension, and they're going to use him, and I think that he's a sneaky play. Not that he's gonna take take away from Nick Chubb's production at all, but they need they they have a bunch of weapons, but uh, they can't get him the ball. Well, Kareem Hunt's a, another weapon that you know they can hand it off to, or they can do a, a short pass. So I, I can definitely see Kareem Hunt having a sneaky fantasy day, um, but I could also see it go the other way where he doesn't. Um, so. To be honest, the, the the one person that I have full confidence in in this matchup for the Browns is Nick Chubb, and uh, I mean obviously that's a no-brainer, right? He's one of the top running backs in the league, so you don't need to be listening to my podcast for me to uh, or f- for me to convince you to start Nick Chubb. You're doing that anyways. And uh, anyways, on the on the Bill side of the ball, Josh Allen. I, I like Josh Allen. I like him throwing the ball, and I like him running the ball. I think he has a good game. And it's scary to say that with Josh Allen because even with some good matchups, he doesn't do what you he think he's going to do. And I talked about this in, on the, lo- uh, the last podcast. He, uh, yeah, he just he has a great matchup. He's primed to just explode and have a huge day. And uh, he's middle of the road, you know close to 200 yards passing, maybe a touchdown, but not the uh not the production that you're expecting out of him and I can see this being kind of a similar situation. Um I'm not big on John Brown this week. And uh I'm I like Cole Beasley a little bit. Um just for the target. I I think he gets a lot of targets and my my issue with John Brown is again he it's kind of he's kind of linked to Josh Allen right where you're expecting these big plays and a lot of yards and you know he he's been disappointing more often than not he's had a, his couple of big games but this kind of lines up for me as another of one of those games where you, you want to start them and it, it just doesn't go like you want it to and and here's the thing with the Browns is they're not that bad against the pass, I mean if you want to beat him, you got you know you're gonna do it through the run. They're a really bad team at stopping the run. They're pretty decent at stopping the pass there and and so especially with the bills, that's what they like to do that's that's their bread and butter so i I see a game plan going in where they're gonna be running the ball a lot, so on that note, I'm a big Devin Singletary guy this week. I think Devin Singletary might have one of the best games for a running back. Uh, oh, I shouldn't say that because there's so many running backs. I'll temper it down a little bit, and I'll say I think he might have a top five day at running back. With uh, He's starting to take over the volume from Frank Gore, and, and as much as the uh, fossil of Frank Gore, we, we, we appreciate him. He, you know, He's moving up the charts and rushing yards, but uh, Devin Singletary is definitely taking over that backfield, and he's the guy to, to own and start in this matchup against the Browns. And again, I think he has a big day, which means, you know, talking about Gore, I, I don't think he's a bench per se. I, I think he still has value. He can, you know, uh, he can hawk one of those touchdowns at the goal line. Um, he, They're still going to use him. I just think, you know, with the big play capabilities of Singletary, I mean, almost averaging five yards a carry, it's ridiculous. I, I think it's going to be his day. He's going to seize the day. And defeat the Browns, uh, which you know, if you are owning the Bills defense, it'd be a good defense to own. Uh, but th- this is one of those sneaky games too, where you're like, oh yeah, the Bills are gonna dominate and win, and then at the end of the day, you're like, man, those the Browns played decent and they won. How'd that happen? Uh, and I think the Bills are one of those teams where the record is great. They're 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 playing all right. But for some reason, they just don't pass the eye test. It's been man, they've had a really easy schedule, and I'm not sure that they that they're as good as what their record is. I mean, I know you are what your record is, but the Bills in this case are one of those teams where I think they're a little deceiving. I don't think they're as good as what they've shown, and uh, they're susceptible to be you know to lose to some of these uh, teams that aren't uh, aren't so good. Moving on to the Cardinals and the Buccaneers. Uh, I these. The Bucks are all healthy. This lines up to be a shootout, and uh, Jameis Winston is going to have a huge game. You're going to start him, and uh, Kyler Murray against the Buccaneers, you are going to start him. I just think that uh, both quarterbacks are going to just go gangbusters and have a ton of yards. Uh, Between Godwin and Evans, uh, take your pick. I think they both get a bunch of yards. Um, You're definitely starting them. Again, you don't need my advice on that. O.J. Howard. Now, I think that O.J. Howard might have been the biggest bust of the year, especially at tight end. He's the biggest bust. But maybe in all of fantasy... um, And obviously Odell is probably right up there as well. But Odell or OJ Howard was supposed to be a top five tight end. And, I mean, he has like 15 targets or something all year. Like, it's just ridiculous. But here's the deal. I like him against the Cardinals. I think he has a decent day and he produces. And if you're hurting at tight end, I think you could do worse than OJ Howard. Now, here's a caveat to that. If he doesn't do anything against the Cardinals, you just need to drop him. Like, not even bench him, just drop him. Get him off your team. Put him in waiver purgatory for the rest of the season because if he can't produce against the Cardinals, he's not producing against anybody. And this matchup's just, it's just prime. These are the two worst teams at stopping the tight end, the Buccaneers and the Cardinals. And you're like, well, I can start the Cardinals tight end, which is good in theory, but who is the Cardinals tight end? They don't use the tight end very often. They mix and match between Max Williams and, uh, and uh, Charles Clay. So between Clay and Max Williams, who's going to get those targets and looks? Uh, it's really shooting darts at, at the tight end situation. And so you want to avoid that, even though it's such a great matchup, because you don't know who's who the uh, the tight end is that's, you know, going to get the, the receptions and the touchdowns. And uh, there's just too much going on in Arizona with their tight end usage, too, to, to kind of scare you away. Uh, on the Buccaneer side, Ronald Jones. I, I like Ronald Jones. I, I think he has a great game. He's actually kind of in a similar situation as Damian Williams were in Kansas City, as Ronald Jones has taken over the backfield, and they're going to start using him a, a lot more, and they have been using him a lot more. You've got to start ronald jones against the cardinals and you know especially again with the, the bye week uh bye week hell that's happening where uh a lot of people are just trying to put together a team he's, he's a good play and uh which means i don't like the other running backs uh peyton barber and uh Derry, go uh, i can't even pronounce his last name um it's going to be Ronald Jones' show, and he's actually improving as the season goes along. So I really think Bruce Arians uh, kind of feels like he found his man for at least this season. So run with Ronald Jones. Uh, again, we talked about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And Brate, Cameron Braid is a, a decent play too. He always does better when O.J. Howard is playing. So, you know, you need to... Uh I, I you need to play him as well if if you are hurting for a tight end. He might be a, a good play to at least get you a touchdown. He hasn't done what he did last year in regards to uh you know, his his touchdown production, but um if O. J. Howard isn't gonna do anything, um, it sets up for at least Cameron Bright to maybe do something. Uh so it's worth a shot. Chase Edmonds not practicing, uh doesn't look like he's gonna play. Um David Johnson is practicing though so uh, I think I think if you have David Johnson and Kenyon Drake or Kenyon Drake I should say yeah you want to play them but Buccaneers are good against the run but the thing that makes the Cardinals sneaky is they throw a lot to their running backs And, and that's why I think Larry Fitzgerald's been kind of you know, he plays 100% of the snaps, but he's not getting the the looks that you're used to Larry Fitzgerald getting. And it's just their offense is really, uh, it's really through the running backs. And, and so, though I don't like their rushing production that they might get, they're going to get receiving yards against the Buccaneers. And, and that's why I like David Johnson. I think he's a better receiver. And Kenyon Drake's not bad, but I just think that, you know, David Johnson's coming back, it's going to be his show again, and Kenyon Drake's going to spell him. So Kenyon Drake, I would bench. David Johnson, yeah, I would play, even with the Buccaneers being so good against the run. Um, Kyler Murray, love that matchup. And I I like all the – I like Christian Kirk. Uh, I think Christian Kirk is going to have a huge game. So that means Kyler Murray is going to have a huge game. I mean, I think Christian Kirk is finally going to be relevant again this week. He's had a tough go with his injuries this year. Um and he show you know, he flashes and has decent games yardage wise, but he just hasn't had a, a a game where he just put it all together. And I think that happens this week against the Buccaneers. Um Fitzgerald, though again we were we were just talking about him being uh on the field all the time but not really getting looks. I think his matchup against the Buccaneers is going to really help him out this week and He's one of those guys where, you know, you play him this week, but uh, put him back on your bench or just drop him again. And to be honest, most people have already dropped him. So if you need to stream him, uh, he might be a good streaming option uh, this week only, though. And then uh, the the rest of the, uh, the you know, Demir Beard um, or Bird, sorry, Demir Bird, um, Isabella, um, I just think that uh, it's a, it's a crapshoot with all the other Arizona Cardinal receivers. And, uh oh, Johnson, of course, can't forget him. And that's what I mean. There are just so many options that uh, I would stay away from them. Because they could have a big game, but, I mean, who are you going to choose in that mess? And that's really what it is. It's like a running back by committee. It's like the receiver by committee with the, the Cardinals, and it's tough to figure out. So... Although they all have good matchups, uh, Christian Kirk's the only one I'm starting with with confidence in, in this one. Um, though I don't rule out starting the other receivers. Moving on to uh, the Giants versus the Jets. Le'Veon Bell's scaring me, man. I'll be honest; he's, I mean, he's been horrible this year, and I think part of that is his uses with the Jets. The Jets' offensive line is is trash. And Le'Veon Bell is not not getting the numbers you're used to. But especially with this knee injury, it, it really scares me. And he's he's unquestionable. So it's almost going to be almost like a game-time decision. And if that's the case, I really like Bilal Powell. Um, I think he's going to be the guy over Ty Montgomery. But it's something you need to monitor because it's a great play, whoever's going to play. Uh, so if Le'Veon Bell's going to play, you definitely want to start him because I think this is a game that he can get that production back that he's been missing all year. And so you you need to put him in there. But, yeah, it's going to be nerve-wracking. It's going to be one of those things where you're going to be looking at the inactives and uh, very closely, I might add, because you don't want to be playing him and then he ends up getting pulled out. But it's one of those situations where you can definitely see it happening uh, these situations sometimes they make it seem like someone's gonna play, and then they uh, end up holding them out on the you know the game day. So with with Le'Veon Bell, uh, start him if he's playing, but if not, he'd be uh, jump on that uh, Bilal Powell bandwagon because I think he has a great week if he ends up playing, and he's a good receiver too, just as uh, just like Le'Veon Bell. So I don't think he loses those uh, those targets out of the backfield either. Of course, he's not Le'Veon Bell, so I don't think he would get as much production. But he'll he'll be solid uh, as a flex play for you. Uh, moving on to the receivers, this is kind of a, another situation as a uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Robbie Anderson. If he's, if you can pick him up, stream him, uh, pick him up and play him, I think he has a great matchup, and this could be the he could be productive. It's just kind of scary in that regard because um he hasn't done anything. He had the, he had one big game against Dallas of all teams where you, you know, you weren't expecting that at all. At all. And Nalley has a great matchup. You don't have any confidence that he's going to capitalize on it. He's a good play, but uh again, it's it's a scary play if you you are playing him. Jamison Crowder, now if you have Jamison Crowder, you're feeling good about it and you have nothing to worry about because He's shown that no matter who his quarterback is, well, I take that back. Falk didn't help him out too much. But uh with Darnold back, Crowder's just a machine. He's getting he's getting the targets that you need and you need to be playing him. And he's going to produce, he's gonna have a big game. And I mean you could just that that's actually one of my hundred percent confident picks of this week if I was going to do like a if I had a receiver that I needed. Uh, one receiver to pick that I thought was going to have a big game, and I would go Jamison Crowder. I, I just am that confident in him right now. Uh, Herndon is back, which you know I need to see it. I, I've been on the Herndon bandwagon, and I'm I jumped off last week. I need to see him play. He's a great play, and he could be really productive, and he could have a big week. But then he also might not even, you know, might not get a snap like last week where, oh, he's going, you know, same thing. Oh, he's going to play, but he didn't get a snap. So uh, if Ryan Griffin is, ends up being the one that uh, is starting, I think he's a great play. But uh, I guess what I'm saying with my uh, rambling on this is you just need to maybe just stay away from it. Uh, you don't know who's going to play, and you're hoping it's turned in. If he does, it's going to be a great matchup. But uh, it's not worth that risk. At least get somebody that you you know can get you a couple points. Uh, And if Herndon blows it up and has a big game, then, yeah, you know. And maybe that's the time to act on him. Uh, It's a shame you missed a great matchup. But I just don't have that confidence that uh, I'd want to be starting him right now. Um, Darnold, I like him. I think he has a great game. And whether he sees ghosts or not... uh, Though the Giants have gotten better on defense and they look like a more cohesive unit, I still think this is a great matchup for Darnold. And he's a great uh, streaming option for for a team this week. And uh, so if you're looking for a quarterback, play Darnold. I think he has a big game. On the other side of the coin, Daniel Jones. I think he has a big game. I I like his matchup against the Jets. The Jets secondary is banged up and they're not very good. And uh, with Sterling Shepard probably out for the year, Uh, I think that really opens the door for Slayton. Uh, If you can get Darius Slayton, I think he's a great play this week. I think he's productive. And and that's the same with Golden Tate. I I think you need to be playing Golden Tate. So if if you have Golden Tate on your roster, I I don't think there's a better matchup for you in regards to what he can do. Especially, you know, you saw him last week doing like a, a Beckham catch and Everything else, uh, they're using him, and he he's been a weapon for the Giants. Saquon so Barkley doesn't even need to be stated. You're playing Saquon Barkley, even if it wasn't the Jets. But he's, I think he's gonna have a big game. Here's the big thing: Evan Ingram is going to miss some time because he has a midfoot sprain. And it could be a couple weeks, and that came out of nowhere. And I, I Evan Ingram. Yeah, I thought he would have a big game this week, but now that he's out, uh, yeah, you're obviously not playing Evan Ingram, and I'm not worried about the tight end position for for the Giants. And uh, I'm definitely staying away from that. Sterling Shepard being, uh, again, in concussion protocol. It's been a while now that they said that he was going to uh, be coming back and he just hasn't came back. It's like every week he's, you know, he's not getting better. And they're at the point now where they're just, man, I I don't even know. (laughs) I I don't even know if he's going to come back. And I don't think he's going to come back. I think if you have him, you can drop him with confidence. And he's a... yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be done for the year, unfortunately, because he's a talent. Um, Rhett Ellison, by the way, is the tight end that you should be starting if uh, you need a tight end. You know, say you have Evan Ingram and you need to throw someone in there last minute. Rhett Ellison is the the tight end. He could have a, a decent game, but uh, I wouldn't be expecting a lot from Rhett Ellison. I just wanted to throw that out there in case. You know, we were talking about Evan Ingram. Well, who's his backup? It's Rhett Ellison. The Rhett Ellison. Um, Falcons versus Saints. Edo Smith is still out with a neck injury. And, you know, the injury that happened a while back was, was I don't know, it looked scary. Uh, I'm surprised he's came back as, as good as he has uh, or as fast as he has. Um, he, he's making progress. And uh, as of right now, he's out with a neck injury, so you don't have to worry about him. Uh, Devonta Freeman, uh, I don't like him uh, against the Saints. I think if he was going to catch more passes, and I think that's been the the thing with Devonta Freeman is when they used that one game, they were smart. They couldn't run the ball, so they started throwing him the ball, and he did great. And they haven't done a lot of that since, uh, at least effectively. And so you know, against the Saints, I think that's what you need to do to get them going, and I don't think they do that. I I do like, you know, the Ridley, uh, Kevin Ridley coming in, and uh, obviously Julio Jones, I think they're lined up to have decent games. I'm a little less on the Julio Jones uh, bandwagon in regards to he's getting guarded by Lattimore, but uh, I think it's You know, Calvin Ridley can have a really big game this week. Austin Hooper, I think he has a big game this week. And you're still waiting for Matt Ryan to play. But even with Matt Schaub, I think Matt Schaub's reliable enough to be able to get those guys the ball. He's not going to have Matt Ryan-type numbers. Um, But that's something else you want to monitor. You know, who's going to be playing in that game? Is it going to be Matt Ryan? Is he coming back? Or, you know, is it going to be another week of Schaub? And the Falcons seem to be the team of Matt. Uh, I'm disappointed they cut Matt Bryant at kicker, though they deserve or he deserved to be cut. Uh, he's missed so many field goals, really key kicks this year. And uh, but uh, yeah, it was like every specialist was named Matt: Matt Bosher, Matt Bryant. There's Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Schaub. Uh, so that's why I, you know, the Falcons are the team of Matt. Um, on the other side with the uh, Saints, Drew Brees is, man, I know he's just coming back and you should temper your expectations a little bit, but he played great last week. And I think he plays amazing this week. I mean, this is a matchup of matchups and, and Brees takes advantage of that. I just don't see him not taking advantage of it. And Michael Thomas on, on top of that, man, he's, he's just set up to have a monster game. He's already torched the secondary I think he does it again, and he needs to be the start. And we'll, we'll talk about our fan duel thing, but, yeah, he is the start. Uh, uh, Traquan Smith came back from injury, and he's been out. So he's been an unknown because, you know, he got hurt early in the season, and he just kind of faded into oblivion. But he's back, and he's the second receiver, and he's decent. And he is a good option to pick up and play i think he has a big week and i i I think ted ginn could possibly have a good week as well i I think this is opens up for ted ginn to be having a a pretty good week so you can start him with confidence um alvin kamara of course was limited in practice and i like alvin kamara a lot but this injury is scaring me i think you know obviously you're going to start him i just think that the the production's going to be there it's just not it's not as big as what it could be if he wasn't injured and it's just such a shame cuz Kamara's fun to watch he catches the ball, runs the ball, he's he's shifty and uh he he produces more often than not and and in this case like I said I think he he gets he's going to be solid but I think he's missing out on an opportunity to have a monster game with that injury which means I still like Latavius Murray. I think he's valuable this week. Uh, you know, run him on the goal line. Um, he's he's effective, so I I think he's definitely a play that you need to uh you need to start him regardless on if Alvin Kamara plays or not. Jared Cook will be back and I'm out on Jared Cook until he shows me something. He's been a disappointment as a free agent, you know. Coming to the Saints, having Drew Brees, you expected big things, and he just hasn't been producing the way you you would like. So uh, out on Jared Cook this week. Sorry, guys. I know it's a great matchup. Uh, Ravens versus Bengals. There's Chris Moore was limited for the Ravens. I mean, not that you're playing Chris Moore. A.J. Green was supposed to be back, and now he's not even practicing. So this is another situation where A.J. Green might go to IR. So if you're an A.J. Green owner, you're really disappointed because you drafted him eh, fourth to seventh round, expecting him to be back. And you hung on to him because it was like dangling you know, a carrot in front of the rabbit. Oh, he's going to be back soon. It's going to be a couple weeks. Oh, it's going to be a couple weeks. It's going to be a week. Oh, he's practicing. He's going to be coming back. Oh, now he's not. And before you know it, your fantasy football season's over. And you can't put him on IR because he's not injured. Uh, well, he's not injured uh, IR designation yet. So you're wasting a roster spot for this guy that uh, more than likely now is not even going to be playing for your team. So that's got to be really frustrating. In this matchup, um, Jimmy Smith came back for the Ravens. They you know, they got Peters in the trade from the Rams. Their secondary is pretty decent. So I'm not big on Auden Tate, Tyler Boyd. I'm not big on anybody. I'm not big on Ryan Finley playing quarterback. Of course, you know, I could be surprised. Brandon Allen in the Broncos surprised me a week ago. I don't expect that same surprise from Ryan Finley, especially with that atrocious offensive line. And I, you know, Mixon, I'm I'm not big on Mixon because of that offensive line. I don't think you're going to get any production from the the Bengals' offense at all. And and I think that's how the game flow is going to be, where the Ravens are going to dominate and – they're probably going to do it through uh, on the ground eventually because I, I think this is a blowout uh, the the Ravens uh, on the Raven side uh, I like Andrews I like Ingram I like Jackson I, I'm not big on Hollywood Brown yet this week just because again I see the, the Ravens taking early lead and just running and the Bengals can't stop the run so I just see them continuing to do it this could be one of those situations where, like, you know, Gus Edwards comes in and uh, is gets more yards and, and maybe even hawks uh, a touchdown because, uh, yeah, the, the Ravens are just blowing them out so bad. And I know it's a division game, and those are always closer than what you expect for a division game, especially the Bengals and Ravens always play it close for some reason, and you don't expect it. But I just can't see, you know, my my football brain can't wrap around the fact that the Bengals can compete in this game right now, especially with how the Ravens are playing. You know, they just came off beating the Patriots. I, 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 I this looks ugly to me and start, start all your Ravens bench all your Bengals, I guess is a short uh, and easy uh, answer to this. Panthers versus Packers. Christian McCaffrey sat out practice with the knee, but then he did come back Um his knee's been bothering for a couple weeks, and it didn't bother him during the game last week when uh, he rushed all over the place against the Titans and uh, even caught some balls. I see another big game from him against the Packers. I mean, McCaffrey is just, it's its not even fair. It's like cheating. If you have him on your team, you're cheating. And you, you need an asterisk by your wins because he's probably single-handedly carrying your team to victory every week. Um, he's just amazing. Uh, Curtis Samuel might be out with a hamstring, um, but all signs point that he will play. I would lean on him playing, and he's actually a great start if you have him. Uh, Just uh, against the the Packers with, I guess, Alexander, he gives up big plays. And Curtis Samuel makes big plays. And Samuel's definitely been inconsistent this year, and I think that has something to do with you know kyle allen though he's been solid at quarterback uh he's uh and he's actually targeting uh samuel more than uh what cam newton did but uh i i just think uh carolina receivers always history shows that they're just inconsistent um just based off of how they run their offense and which is fine when you have mccaffrey the receivers are going to be inconsistent because why would you not give the ball to McCaffrey? But, uh, I mean, I would give the ball to McCaffrey every single time. But uh, Samuel is a great play this week. I think he does great against the Packers. Uh, DJ Moore I'm not so big on. I think he, he's he been doing great the last couple of weeks and been definitely paying off for fantasy owners. But I just think he has a small regression this week. And it's only this week. I don't think it's, you know... Something. Uh, I guess I'm just saying. This week, you need to to not bench him, but uh, temper your expectations on him. I think he he regresses a little bit this week. Um, Greg Olson, I, I like Greg Olson. I like his matchup, but I, I'm not sure I like Greg Olson this year. He he had a couple weeks where he he did great, and then he just kind of disappeared. And I'm scared to play a guy that's been disappearing as much as he has the last three weeks so um no it's a good matchup but uh, don't feel confident starting him on the Packers side Aaron Rodgers gotta like Aaron Rodgers I like Aaron Jones I like Jamal Williams any running back against the Panthers uh, the Panthers can't stop the run uh and it's kind of funny because they can run it with the best of them on on their side and, and then they can't stop it on the other side uh so definitely a ground and pound type of game Aaron Jones don't need to tell you to start him. Jamal Williams, I do though. Um he's been he scored a touchdown like the last four games and he catches the ball out of the backfield and he's definitely worth a, a play against the Panthers. I think he has a great game and he's definitely worth playing. Outside of Devontae Adams at receiver, uh Marquez, Valdez, Scantling and Geronimo Allison, um Kumaro, uh, Lazard, Alan Lazard, uh, don't play any of those guys. I mean, it's a smorgasbord of receivers outside of Devontae Adams. So play Devontae Adams with confidence, uh, bench everybody else. And Jimmy Graham, uh, he's he's almost like Olsen. He's had a couple games where he scored, but he's so touchdown dependent that I'm not confident uh, putting him in. But if you don't have a choice, I mean, tight end's been kind of a, a bad position this year. I mean play them, but you know, if you get a touchdown great, don't expect uh more than that. On the defense, uh yeah, I don't like either defense. Uh, so if you're streaming defenses, don't be you know, I wouldn't pick either of these teams. Um Panthers have a great defense, don't get me wrong. They're they're one of the top 5 in the NFL, but uh points-wise but I just think the Packers are are really good. It's in Green Bay, and uh, yeah, don't stream the defenses. Lions versus Bears. Matthew Stafford was limited with his hip and back, and now we're not sure he's playing. That would concern me a lot. Um, but I guess it would concern me more if it wasn't the Bears. Uh, I'm I'm kind of sitting there like, oh man, Matthew Stafford's not playing. That that concerns me. But then I look at they're playing the Bears, and I wouldn't have started him anyways against the Bears. I'm really impressed with the year Matthew Stafford's having. They kind of just let him have the ball and say, you know, go, go at it. But uh, that Bears offense is just out of control. So I don't see how you, I don't see how you play anyone against the Bears. Ty Johnson, that running game, um, has just been anemic since on Johnson's been hurt. And it wasn't great with him in there. He was just, you know, he's talented. And uh, I I thought Ty Johnson would pick up the slack a little bit more than he has. And, you know, they got Carson and they're just, but he's not playing. Uh, I just think it's a mess all the way around. And this is going to really hurt Galladay and Marvin Jones this week as well. Um, Hawkinson, I I think he's actually the play. If you're going to start anyone on the Lions uh, T.J. Hawkinson, he's the, uh, yeah, Hawkinson is the guy. You need to be playing him. Uh, Bears are horrible at stopping the tight end, and if he Hawkinson just doesn't drop any of his touchdown catches, he'll be good to go, and that's been a theme for him. So uh, I can see it turning around this week, though, and uh, you can start him with confidence. On the Bears side, man, I love Montgomery this week. I just do. They're starting to use him more and which they should have been doing all season and though the production's not always there he's also getting a ton of touchdowns if there's a king of the one-yard touchdown david montgomery is mr one-yard touchdown king of fantasy football he's gotten like five or six this year from one yard out and he'll get like 20 carries 46 yards which is uh not good but uh the Lions are the worst team in the NFL at stopping the rush, and I think this is a game that Montgomery just has a huge game, and they just they just uh, got uh, they just cut Davis, which was unfortunate. Uh, Mike Davis had he thought was gonna have more of a role, and, and now he doesn't. He's not even on the team. So Montgomery all day long. Uh, I like it. Trubisky, I will never tell you to start Trubisky. I don't care about his matchup. I think he's the worst quarterback that I've seen, not just in the NFL this year, but the worst quarterback I've seen in like the last five years. The fact that they keep trying to make him a quarterback and just not working on his strengths uh, boggles my mind. Trubisky is a guy that uh, is talented and he's athletic. Get him – he's not good in the pocket. He's not a pocket player. Like get him running the ball, do some options, some – play action stuff like that's where I think he'll be successful and, and the Bears aren't doing that they're just you know they're treating him like he's Peyton Manning back there trying to pick apart defenses and they're paying for it because the Bears offense is horrible you know Nagy's not that genius that we thought he was and, and saying that you know I, I like Allen Robinson because he's been able to produce with horrible quarterback play but outside of that I don't like anyone uh and, and there's decent matchups against the Lions you know through the air but yeah, start Robinson and, and stay away from everybody else. Uh, Dolphins at the Colts. Jacoby Brissett practiced, um, but he's not going to play. And it's going to be another week of Brian Hoyer. T.Y. Hilton will be out. Paris Campbell will also be out. So it's against the Dolphins. So I, I still think the Colts are going to win with brian hoyer because brian hoyer's a veteran quarterback and and he's not horrible he's, he's not gonna win you the game but he won't lose you the game and uh marlon mack is lined up to have a huge game so if you're a marlon mack owner play him um i just think through the air and on the ground he's going to have a big game and then uh zach pascal the receiver he's the receiver that i think you need to be playing and owning i think he has a big week i think he actually has a monster week he's one of my i think he's a top uh eight receiver this this week in fantasy football against the dolphins he's going to be a volume hog Uh, i I think it opens up for chester rogers to also have a, a decent uh week as well but uh pascal and uh and uh, Marlon Mack are my two guys that I just think have monster games this week against the Dolphins. And uh, Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, I, I think you can start them with confidence this week as well. On the Dolphin side of the ball, I'm not as confident. Excuse me. I like, I like Fitzpatrick. Uh, they needed to go to him all year. Yeah, he makes a lot of mistakes, throws a lot of interceptions, but... He gives you a chance to win, and he he can use his weapons a little bit better than Josh Rosen uh, was able to. I like the way this lines up for Devontae Parker. Um, I, I think he has a, a decent game. The the issue though is it could be one of those things where you know you have to stop Devontae Parker, and so it, you know they're, they the Colts can do that. Their defense isn't bad. And so it's one of those things where it's like a feast or famine. He could have a great day because he's going to get a lot of targets and he's a weapon that uh, Fitzpatrick likes to use. And it could go the other way where he doesn't do anything and you're disappointed. Um, so, you know, w- whatever. Uh, whatever it is, uh, Kalen Balazs is back at starting at running back. And I think you can do worse than Kalen Balage. And I'm actually joking. I, I think you can't do worse than Kalen Balaj. He's he's a bench for me. If you don't have any other options and you need to use him as a flex, he can maybe get you a short touchdown, like a one, two yard touchdown, and save the day. But I don't see a lot of production from him. Uh, 30, 40 yards rushing, maybe, would. If, if he gets 30, 40 yards and a touchdown, that was a good day for Balaj. And um, I think that's his ceiling which you know is what it is i guess uh mike is i really like him this week i think he's actually the start of the dolphins uh, he's getting a lot more targets they're starting to realize that he's a beast that is hard to defend and so or uh, defend against and so they're getting in the ball uh, last week and i think that continues now it is tricky because he had such a great matchup last week but uh this week uh I just think the Dolphins are starting to realize, hey, we have this guy. He's a he's a good weapon. We need to start using him. So I see a big week from Gesicki. And, you know, with uh, Preston Williams being hurt out for the year, which was unfortunate because he was having such a great year, I expect really big things from him next year, actually. But uh, I was a big Albert Wilson guy. And at the beginning of the year, they, they tried to get him the ball like he had, you know, insane amount of targets. And then he's been hurt the rest of the the year um he could be the uh x-factor in regards to that's you know dust him dust him off get him out of the closet uh let's see if he can uh go out and perform again and uh so he could be a, a sneaky guy that can get some points moving up to the rams and the Steeler game this is going to be a, a big game and i i on the ram side I, you gotta love cooper cup no matter what but steelers give up the most yards to the slot receiver position and that's where cooper cup is he if you google cooper cup or actually let me take that back if you google slot receiver there will be a picture of cooper cup that's uh how ingrained he is at that slot position and so i just think he's gonna have a monster game against the steelers Uh, Brandon Cooks is out with that concussion that could be serious and it could go into the the, you know the whole year that increases value for Josh Reynolds and uh, Robert Woods I I don't think Robert Woods has a big game I think they're able to contain Robert Woods Uh, Josh Reynolds again I don't think Josh Reynolds has a big game even though I like him as a pickup for the rest of the year I don't like him in this matchup but I mean Everett at tight end the old Steelers' defense, I would say, you know, Everett, start him. He's a must-start. He's the start of the week. But since they've got Minka Fitzpatrick, they've really shut down that middle. And uh, tight ends haven't been able to do anything against the Steelers. So uh, outside of Cooper Cup, I, I like Todd Gurley. I think Todd Gurley set up to have a really good game. And, and I don't like Jared Goff. And the reason why I don't like Jared Goff is because the Steelers are great at putting pressure on the quarterback. And Jared Goff is horrible when he's under pressure. So that's how I see the game unfolding. And, you know, if you have Jared Goff and, and you're starting him against the Steelers, I would probably think twice. If there's a better option, I would do it. Um, Jared Goff just doesn't match up well to the Steelers' defense with uh, the, the pressure the Steelers are able to bring. On the Steelers' side of the ball, Mason Rudolph. Uh, no, not starting Mason Rudolph. Uh, if... The running backs, here's an issue with the running backs is, you know, James Conner's going to be out. Uh, Benny Snell's already out. Edmonds was hurt, but it looks like he's going to play. So it's going to be another week of of Trey Edmonds and Jalen Samuels. And if I have Jalen Samuels, I'll play him, especially as a flex option. He might be a, a pretty decent play because he's going to be catching the ball. And, and this is why I don't like Mason Rudolph, because is the king of doing like a two, three-yard pass to – Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels had 13 catches last week. I can see him not getting quite as many, but, uh, getting a lot of targets out of the backfield. And, you know, Trey Edmonds actually, if you're really hurting, might not be a bad play because he's getting all the carries. And he actually had a great week last week against the Colts. And, um, the Rams defense is similar. You know, their Rams defense is great at, uh, you know, blitzing and, and stopping the pass. But, uh, that it could open it up a little bit for Trey Edmonds as he's going to get most of the carries, uh, as he did last week. Um, Vance McDonald, uh, he's had one good week. I think last week was his one good week. I, I can see them trying to use him more as well. I'm not going to say start him with confidence. If you have nothing else, he's worth a shot. Uh, I don't like Juju Smith-Schuster. Week after week, they say they're going to incorporate him in the offense and get him the ball, and they haven't. They just haven't gave, gave him the ball at all. So I don't think he's worth uh, having uh, playing this week. And you know, if you want to keep uh, reliving that misery of putting Juju in your lineup and him not producing, uh, this would probably be another week of that. I do have her like Dante Johnson because you know Ramsey's going to be on Juju. And there's not going to be much on Dante Johnson, and he's already kind of distinguished himself as the second receiver. So I think he is a decent start. He's a big play guy. He's going to get like three or four catches, but there's a potential for a long touchdown. And so I like him in regards to the other options at receiver for the Steelers. And uh, you know, if if I'm a, if I had to pick people from the Steelers to start, you know, it's it's Samuels, it's Edmonds, and it's uh, Deontay Johnson, and uh, I, I don't like much else from that. Moving on to the Vikings at Cowboys, Adam Thielen will be out, which is crazy, because the Vikings, like, are a team that only has, like, four receivers on their team, so when Thielen's out, that means there's, like, three receivers, you know, simple math that I just did. Um... I, you can't like Stephon Diggs though because the Cowboys are good at stopping the pass, and and you know, I think it opens up for Kyle Rudolph a little bit. He's non-existent, always, but they don't have a lot of options. And I, I like, you know, uh, Laquan Treadwell would be a, an option. Like he got most of the the targets after uh, Thielen was out, but. I don't think he's a good play either. I think if you're going to start any receiver against the Cowboys defense, it needs to be uh, BC Johnson. He uh they, he gets touchdowns and and he only gets about twenty to forty yards, but he's a, uh, he'll get that sneaky touchdown and and really help you out. So, if you're looking for you know a, a shot in the dark at, at someone in this matchup, receiver wise, I, I think uh, BC Johnson's the guy. Uh I, I just don't see a big game from Stefan Diggs. He he doesn't do as well when he's uh when uh Thielen is out. And uh I, I just I, I wouldn't be confident in, in Stefan Diggs now. Again, with the uh the hell of the bye weeks, if you have no other options, yeah, play Stefan Diggs, but uh yeah, don't expect a, a lot from him. Um You're obviously playing Dalvin Cook. You're not even gonna think about it. Kirk Cousins he went from being a guy that was matchup dependent and still not producing on those matchups to being a guy that you almost need to start every week. Uh I don't know what kinda what the switch was that uh turned him on. It was like, you know, the season was halfway over and he was like, Oh, I I'm gonna play a season. I'm I'm gonna start now and uh it's like what happened to the the, the first part of the week, you know? Uh Kirk Cousins is that switch where yeah. Uh, I'll I'll start playing quarterback now and and play and hitting my receivers. And part of it had to do with the receivers calling them out. I'm sure that didn't feel good. And I'm sure he had to swallow some pride on that, but I'm glad they did because ever since they did, Kirk Cousins has been uh, a weapon for them at quarterback. And even though it's a bad matchup against the Cowboys, I like him and I think you need to play him. So uh, on the Cowboy side of the ball, uh, not a lot to like either. Amari Cooper, I think this is a game that he disappears on I I like Gallup I think Gallup's due to have a big game um he's been a little bit more quiet than what you would expect these last couple of weeks but I like him better than Amari Cooper this week and I think uh, he has a big game Dak Prescott I don't like um but you're going to be playing him because he's Dak Prescott so uh, we can have this conversation, but I just think he has a, a game where he takes a step back, and and the Vikings are pretty good, even though they they have given up some yards through the air. On the opposite side of Rhodes, and actually Rhodes hasn't been playing as as good as uh, we know he's capable of. Uh, Jason Witten, yeah, he's gonna catch his he's gonna get targets. He might get you a touchdown. I I would if I had other options, I would use them. But uh, if I had to play him, I would start him without thinking about it and, you know, not expecting a, a, a ton. Ezekiel Elliott, you don't need to talk about it. He's playing, and you're starting him. And it doesn't matter who he plays. He can. He's set up to have a good game. But, you know, I'm going to be honest here. Ezekiel Elliott's been kind of disappointing to me this year. He hasn't had that big monster game that you expect from him. Uh, he's gotten a lot of yards and, but those touchdowns haven't been there very often. And, uh, I, I think he's had a year where he hasn't met the expectations of the people that drafted him, but, uh, and, and that's saying something cause he's not having a bad year by any means. I just think he's having a bad year for Ezekiel Elliott, Seattle versus San Francisco, man, for me to say, I'm not big on the Seattle Seahawks, you know, Chris Carson, uh, yeah, I, I'm not big on any of them. I, I think you play them all because they're just, you know, you, they're they're studs. Tyler Lockett, he gets the targets. You got to play him. You're going to start Russell Wilson. I mean, he's an MVP candidate. But uh, it's going to be a tough go with uh, 49ers. On the 49ers side, I like Emmanuel Sanders a whole lot. I think Emmanuel Sanders you know, he, he's a target hog for the 49ers, he's a great talent, they're going to use him, so you definitely need need to be playing him, and he's, I think, going to have a really big game. The issue with the Niners is who's that secondary receiver, though? I, I like Debo Samuel, probably the best out of the options, but, uh, you know, Dante Pettis gets, like, his one catch and touchdown, um, but between, you know, Samuel and, and Pettis and Goodwin, and, like, I, I just don't like any of those options for this week. So definitely benching any other receiver I have outside of Sanders. George Kittle's going to be out, which is crazy. um, If you were banking on him being there and, uh, you know, if you hung on to George Kittle and it's going into Monday night, um, the backup is Dwelly. So you can pick up Dwelly and and play him. And I think you get some production out of him still. I, I don't think he's a bad play, but I mean, if you're able to get someone... Uh, before Monday night do it but uh, if you're in a bind why not just get Dwelly and he uh, won't be George Kittle like but he'll he'll get you something I think Um, we see our running back Tevin Coleman he'll uh, I'd play him I I like his mix of catching passes and, and and running Niners are just so effective at running the ball but this definitely could be a letdown game for Tevin Coleman. And, uh, you know, uh, Matt Breida, not not big on him this week at all, actually. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, again, with all the different options at receiver, Emmanuel Sanders and, and the Seattle not defending the pass as well as they defend the run. I really like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he has a really big game, and he's a great streaming option. Or if you just picked him up to be your backup, or uh, he might be a good play this week. So uh, keep Jimmy Garoppolo in mind, and you could be reaping the rewards from that for sure. So this is the end of our start and sit segment. I appreciate you joining the Burke and Miz Montalban podcast on fantasy football. And we'll get right back to the FanDuel lineup of the week. All right, here's our FanDuel lineup this week. We're uh, some of the best options for your FanDuel lineup to uh, win you some cash. And there's a lot of options and, and matchups that I really like, but I, I went kind of top-heavy, and, and I'll explain as we go through the lineup. The uh, defense, I'm starting the Baltimore Ravens. If you heard me talk about the game, I'm all in on the Baltimore Ravens. I think it's a blowout. The Bengals, Ryan Finley, scares me. Uh, If I'm a Bengals fan, it scares me even more. Uh, Luckily, I'm not a Bengals fan. I just see this game being a blowout. And although, again, the Bengals play, the Ravens usually pretty close, and closer than they should at times, I just can't see any scenario where the the Bengals uh, throw up points against this Ravens defense, especially with Jimmy Smith coming back. I mean they you know they traded for Peters a couple of weeks ago so between Peters and Jimmy Smith I I think it really solidifies you know their pat, uh, pass uh defense and I really like that matchup this week and it's the, one of the more expensive defenses matchups uh at 5000 but I think it's worth it I I to be honest it's the only uh play that I feel confident about that I'm I'm really loving so As I'm salivating over this matchup, uh, it needs to be, you need to put the Ravens in. Uh, The flex position, I have Jamal Williams. He's only 5,600 this week, and he's had four games in a row with a touchdown. And what I like about it is he's against Carolina, which is 28th against the run. And you've seen teams just shredding Carolina on the ground. And of course, everyone. Thinks immediately to Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams is the cheaper option by like almost two grand, and Jamal Williams, he, you know, he gets he gets some targets and and obviously touchdowns, and so I think he's just a better play value wise in this matchup, and so I was really excited to put him in the flex, especially uh, having to kind of penny pinch for some of my my big name players coming up uh, at tight end. I have Janu Smith. For the uh, Titans against Kansas City, he's in there for fifty one hundred dollars, and I had a, I had a lot of options that I really liked. Like I like Mike Gesicki for the Dolphins, I thought he was a good play. I thought maybe taking a chance on O. J. Howard, but then I smacked myself back into my senses and uh, just went with the safer play. I thought with Janu Smith, and I just think he's due to have a, a pretty good game. Uh, Titans use their t- tight ends, and it's against Kansas City, so not that uh Kansas City's horrible pass defense uh the actually middle of the road, but uh just the way that Tennessee uses their tight ends with Delaney Walker being out um, i it just was too good to pass up now you do want to monitor uh monitor mo- monitor the uh return of Delaney Walker because if he does come back, then Janu Smith probably not that good of a play, but uh if he's going to be out, which I suspect he's going to be, you need to put him in there. Then I got Christian Kirk. He's at $5,700, and it's just because he's really hasn't put up a big game that you've been waiting for, but uh, he, he gets a ton of targets. He's the most targeted receiver. He's against Tampa Bay, who's the worst passing defense in the NFL. And, I mean, I like Kyler Murray in this as well. He was actually almost my play in FanDuel until uh, I went in a different direction. But uh, for $5,700, you know, with a matchup like that and the potential of Kirk, it was just too good to pass up. So you really need to get Christian Kirk in that lineup for 5700 At the other receiver spot, uh, you got Deontay Johnson for $4,700. It's uh, for the Steelers. They're playing the Rams. And this was more of a value pick. Uh, I have a lot of big-name players uh, that you'll see coming up. And I just needed someone that was really, really cheap that had the best potential of scoring a touchdown and getting some yards. And Dante Johnson is actually gets, uh, has been the, uh, have, having the better connection with Mason Rudolph. He's already had, has a couple touchdowns of over 30 yards um, for Mason Rudolph. And so I can see this scenario happening again, especially with Ramsey. He's going to be on Juju, and that's really going to open up the other side of the field for Dante Johnson because I don't feel like the Rams have too much at cornerback outside of Ramsey. So moving along, Michael Thomas against Atlanta. He destroys Atlanta, and he is playing Atlanta. So hence, I will pay whatever it takes to put him in there. If he costs a million dollars and my salary cap is... 60,000, I am finding a way to put Michael Thomas in my lineup. I mean, this is... is, Michael Thomas is consistent. He performs when he's supposed to. And this is just one of those matchups that I I don't see how it's going to end any differently than him dominating. David Montgomery. I'm loving how the Bears are starting to use him in their offense. That's how they should have started the year. Uh, instead of trying to make it the Mitch Trubisky show. And the Bears are playing Detroit, which is ranked 32nd against the Rush. And, you know, Montgomery has been notorious for those one-yard touchdowns that I I was talking about. So I expect him to score, but I actually expect him to get some yards now, too, since it's against Detroit. Um, So this could be one of those days where I think he's a top-five running back at $6,400, uh, that's a bargain for me for what his potential is. So I, I definitely put David Montgomery in that lineup. And moving along to the next running back slot, I have Christian McCaffrey. Now, he is breaking my bank. He's at 10500 usually at a matchup where the player is that expensive or even close to being that expensive. I am out on it because uh, I like to have better value at the other positions, um, and it's harder to do that when you go all in on a player. But not all players are Christian McCaffrey, and he's just dominating the season, and especially against a team that's a, You know, bottom five against the run like the Packers are. Uh, you, you got to go with Christian McCaffrey. It's just a no-brainer. And I just expect big things from Christian McCaffrey that it makes it worth it. So put him in your lineup, because then I also have Drew Brees, at quarterback against Atlanta. I have the Michael Thomas-Drew Brees connection, and Brees is on there for $8,300. That puts my salary at exactly zero. Now, I don't always try to do it where it's perfectly matching up to be zero. It just kind of happened that way, and uh, it it definitely... You know, with McCaffrey being so expensive, Michael Thomas being so expensive, Drew Brees being so expensive, being able to get my top three options, and then my top four options with the Ravens' defense, with how confident I am, I really like this lineup just for that fact that I, you know, very rarely do I get my top four options that I want, put them in there, and then still uh, am able to create a lineup that makes me feel like it's competitive. So in this case, I really, uh, I really feel that I did that. So if uh, you're looking at uh, what your lineup should be for FanDuel, this is definitely a, a winning lineup that I think you'll uh, reap the rewards from come uh, Sunday. So I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to the Burke and Miz Montalban podcast. And we will be getting back to you on Tuesday for the uh Web-Wire pickups. So uh, enjoy your Sunday watching NFL football. Take care.